I was cheating in prison. You probably like, how you were cheating in prison? I cheated in prison. responsible for how women you know was open with being sexual in the public eye Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown took that and did that for the rap community you know what I'm saying but she appeared on Megan Thee Stallion's Plan B remix and you know the opening line She's talking about your brother's a bitch and then your son's going to be a bitch and all this other shit. And 50 Cent went on his Instagram and responded like, Nikki, you got to respond, you know? 
You know, talk about Lil' Kim's daughter eye. Her eye fucked up, man. I was just like, bruh. Now, when 50 has somebody that's like a long-time enemy, like, Kim and 50 have always been like this. Like, ever since Magic Stick, like, they've been beefing. And I never understood, like, why this beef never ended. Like, it's just, like, so long. It's, like, it's been going on as long as him and Ja Rule. Now, that shit will never end, but, come on, he can end the beef with a girl. But I get 50 was was standing up for Nicki because they both from Queens. But, you know, talking about somebody, kid, that ain't talking about you, that's cornball shit. That ain't cool. In no way, shape, or form. You can talk about Kim, how she look, how she act, but don't talk about the babies. Jesus. No, Kim responded that 50 was mad because... I guess Kim didn't go out on a date with him or something back in the day. That could have been it. But the plan B verse with Megan was crazy. So, it was legit. It's definitely one of the 10 best verses this year. It's not a verse of the year candidate. But Kim slid. But, damn. It seems like Megan has teamed up with all the people that Nicki Minaj had an issue with. That seems very strategic and interesting. Because, you know, on the Fabio foreign track, it seemed like Nicki was taking shots at Megan Thee Stallion. And then, you know, she does WAP with Cardi. She does um, Savage Remix with Beyonce. That's another person that Nicki had a fallen out with. Allegedly. Um, then, you know, now she doing a record with Kim. But Kim clarified and said that the song wasn't about Nicki. The song is about ex-boyfriends. So no, I'm not dissing Nicki Minaj on this song. But let's get to this music, man. So Ari Lennox not only dropped an album, but a week ago, I believe, she released an EP. And it was called uh, Away Message, right? It was called Away Message. And let me tell you, man, Away Message is fire. Away Message is fucking crazy, my guy. Like, I really enjoyed this project. So the first track is Queen Space that is also on the uh, album that Ari released today called Eight Sex and Location. 
I knew Ari had to put that song on that album. Uh, Queen Space, it's kind of catchy. I like the uh, concept of the song. Ari and Summer Walker do a really good job on here. Tatted, catchy as fuck. Wow, Dallas Austin? Oh, she went for the big, she went for the heavy hitters. And OG Parker producing the same song. I wonder why that beat was cold. Gummy, man. Anytime somebody samples rising to the top, it's a weakness for me. It's a personal weakness for me because I love that sample and I love that beat. I know everybody's using the fuck out of Rising to the Top by Kenny Burke, but yeah, man, Gummy is crazy with it. No settling. Again, I love the concept. Um, It's straight to the point. She's not settling. Ari's not settling for nothing. Pockets can't be on mid, my guy. Pockets cannot be on mid. And the last song, Bitter, this, this shit here is why I said that Ari's voice can be sung in any decade, any decade, any era you want. It's whatever. Right? But man, this is beautiful vocalization by Miss Ari Lennox. All in all, man, this is one of the best EPs this year. Away Message. That is a ball of fire. And that was a good, uh, appetizer for what we have now. Age, Sex, and Location by Ari Lennox. This is the highly, highly anticipated second album by Ari Lennox. From fucking Dreamville. J. Cole, man. About to get rich. Alright. We're gonna start off with P.O.F. I love this shit. And damn, Cole did production on this? I can see that. Ari is basically just breaking down like, you know, because when J. Cole heard this album in its entirety, the album is about dating in 2022. That's what it's really all about. But POF basically is just like Ari saying, like it's plenty of fish in the sea. I'm loving this production that she's choosing. Like, this whole entire project is giving like late 90s, early 2000s, neo soul type shit. Hoodie, which was like the second single. I definitely enjoyed that. Like, I loved Hoodie. Hoodie was like the sexy song. You know, that Netflix and chill type thing. But we move on to Waste My Time. Man, this is like early 2000s Missy Elliott vibes for me. Like, I was in complete love with this song. 
Like this shit was fire. Hands down. Hands down. Pressure, I mean, that's one of the best R&B singles all year. One of the better songs of the year. Nothing more you can say about that. ASL interlude. Very interesting. Mean Mug is, by the sound of the song, it does not match the song title at all. It seems more like um This is more of a Quiet Storm-esque type record right here. Boy Bye featuring Lucky Day. This is probably maybe my favorite song on the album. Because this is this is this sounds like if Erica Badu and fucking D'Angelo uh, came together for a collaboration. Because now this is their second duet together between uh, Ari and Lucky Day, and this one was on the same level as the last one. Because Access Denied was fire. like it's like a conversation between two people the guy's trying to get on Ari Lennox and Ari is playing those female games she's trying to get away from him but you know it seems like he's keeping her interested enough for a long drawn out conversation and I love that concept for a duet Stop by, I love the bounce. I love the bounce of stop by. That's all I can really think of is just that bounce. Giving me shake it off vibes. Outside, just basically a song about self-love. Nothing more, nothing less, but organized noise, okay. Leak it with Ari Lennox and Chloe. Now, bruh. That's all I can really say on this is, whoa. You know those songs that are nasty, but they disguise it very well? But me, the message immediately hit me. I'm like, yo, this is fucking disgusting. <laughs> but in a good way. Blocking You, I kind of expected more out of Blocking You. This is probably the weakest song on here. It's not bad. It's not mediocre. But I expected more out of the concept of Blocking You on everything. Like, the hook was great. It's just the verses just wasn't there for me. And then I already talked about Queen Space. Let me tell you something. This might be the best album that I listened to all year. I'm not going to hold y'all up. I know I said this a couple of times before, but this is just a fresh new project, man. Projects come out every day, B. This is, 
I don't think this is finishing lower than top three. Like, the gods of all gods have to come out with better shit than this. Because R&B is not dead, nigga. Not by a long shot. As long as Ari Lennox is making music like this. I'm going to say this now. This is better than her first album. And I put Shea Butter Baby on a pedestal. This album's on the same level as Scissor Control. I know I know, it's a very controversial statement to make. But I'm keeping it a buck. I'm keeping it real. Like, I feel like this album could use visuals. I just seen it. Now let's move on to some gangster shit before we get back to the R&B shit. We got Biddy the Butcher's Click, Black Soprano Family, releasing their uh, new project called Long Live DJ Shea. You know, as as we know, the producer uh, and, you know, Griselda, OG, passed away. You know, and this is an album dedicated to him. So West Side Gun on the intro with Fuego Bass, who kicks like a, a, a 16. He kicks like a light 16. It's okay. West Side Gun kind of talked a little bit too long. He was talking for like two minutes before Fuego Bass kicks his like little uh, few bars or whatever. And they're okay. Just okay. Shay Face. I wasn't necessarily a fan of Rick Ricky Hyde's voice. I mean, verse. I'm sorry. Verse on here. Benny does well on here. But this is just kind of mid. A minute and 30 seconds. That was like another intro. 297 Parkside featuring Stove God Cooks, El Camino, Ricky Hyde. Man. Stove God with these hooks, man. I wasn't a fan of, per se, maybe, uh, the verses on this song. You know, Stone Guy Hook was just kept keeping me interested. But the song's not bad, though. The song isn't bad. Danger Zone featuring OT The Real. I don't know who went when. Okay, OT the OT the real went first. Yeah, man. Yeah, that nigga popped off on on Danger Zone. That nigga OT the real popped off on here. Heem had a decent verse on here. Wasn't a fan of Ricky Hyde's verse on this on that song either. Pandemic flow with Ricky Hyde, Conway the Machine, and Corey Guns. 
Now, Ricky High, like, redeemed himself on this track because I was worried. I was like, I don't know why he's coming so mid. I've heard him rap way better on different stuff that I heard him on. Well, obviously, I understood why the fuck he rapped the way that he rapped. This beat was crazy. But Pandemic Flow with Ricky Hyde, Conway the Machine, and Corey Guns, this lineup is to die for. As these three attack the fuck out of Alchemist bass heavy beat. Yo, that shit was lit. That was supremely litty. Definitely one of my favorite moments of the album. Master Child with He. Um, this was a good little, uh, good little two-minute joint. You know, I guess He is talking about his uh upbringing and his life story not bad not a bad uh not a bad song at all sit down at primo skit was uh a skit where dj premier talks about the beat for 18 wheeler and that ricky hyde produced the beat which i didn't even know so that was a history check for me that beat and, and ricky hyde Admitted to using DJ Premier's drums from the Primo package to make that beat, which is cool. There's beat packages for everybody to use. Anybody can make beats. It's actually, I made a beat. It was simple, but all I did was read a Russell Simmons book. Times is rough with DJ. Oh my god, DJ Premier. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, this was this was Benny, Ricky, and he. These niggas killed that shit. That's what I'm talking about. That was tough. Oh man. Real hip-hop. That shit make you want to sell powder. Heron. Mustachios with Bodie James. Um, Bodie James, Heem, and Chase Fetty. Heem and Chase, Chase Fetty's verses was not it for me. Bodie James had some bars in his shit, though. Bodie killed his verse. But the mother two niggas, I just, just... Just wasn't it for me. My second favorite song on here, oh my God, Lilo... With Crazy Bone, El Camino, Love Boat Luciano. This shit was dope as hell. Like, I love the flows. I love them interpolating the bone flow. Definitely one of my favorite moments. Uh, Respect the Shade, Joe Button interlude. You know, Joe Button. Just talking about the death of DJ Shade, nothing more. Bigger BSF. Oh my God, bro. Armani Caesar, nigga. 
women gotta step their game up. Shorties gotta stop step their game up, man. Because this is like Foxy reincarnated. It's like Foxy and Kim combined and shit. The way that she spit on this song right here. Yeah, it was uh Ricky Hyde, Biddy the Butcher and Heem and Armani Caesar. I mean they all did good on this. On this track. Don't get it fucked up. I, I think that was Heem that was using that flow. Kinda like that Jay-Z flow. I kinda like that. Whoever did use that Jay-Z flow. I'm still not familiar or can tell between him and Ricky Hyde yet. So uh, I apologize. I'm thinking that that was him, though. That was using that staccato flow. You know what I mean? I like that. And our money at the end was... That's crazy. Brody. This shit was cool. This shit was cool. Benny definitely popped off. El Camino did I. Heem did all right. And Mr. Pyrex, man. I've already been... I'm already familiar with uh, Mr. Pyrex, man. That came out a little bit earlier. And I like how Benny be dropping these Lucys, right? And then he'll smack them either on the album or on a group project or on a soundtrack. Benny the Butcher is very smart and strategic. But Mr. Pyrex, man, is fire. All in all, long live DJ Shay. Like, I remember BSF when I first heard them. I, w I wasn't a fan. I didn't like Ricky Hyde or Heem at first. Like, when I saw them live. You know, when I heard the Black Soprano Family EP, that changed my mind a little bit. And that built up my interest for Long Live DJ Shay. And, of course, the Fire Features. Definitely one of the better group albums, but they got some competition. I'ma just say that. The competition in the best rap groups is very, very deep. The pool is deep this year. I'm going to say that now. Now, let's move on to the next project. So, I finally ended up checking out the Neo self-explanatory album. I wasn't going to do it at first. I don't know why my spidey senses was tingling. That I shouldn't check this shit out at first. Didn't know what the fuck I was thinking. And then, I looked at myself and I said... I'm only right 80% of the time. So this could be the 20% coming in. So I just said, fuck it. Since I'm already listening to Ari Linux, two projects, John Legend's project, who I was unsure if I was going to listen, but that track list that John Legend had, I kind of had to like uh, get down. So I finally decided to check out Self-Explanatory. Let's go down the track list. Alright, so Layin' Low featuring Neo and, and uh, with uh, Neo and Zay France. I'm not gonna lie. I had to dot points. 
for Zay France. This nigga was biting blast whole style. This nigga, he was, he was biting blast whole style. He was diet blast. I got doc points for unoriginality. This just sounds like a blast song. Now Neo didn't sound like blast, but the but the feature did. You got the body. I mean, it's just simple and plain. Now that's crazy. You know, and then the only reason why I decided to check this album out because I heard that Neo had like three kids. Had three kids and a I mean, no, not three kids, three women and a wife. That was the only reason why I decided. Which leads back to uh you got the body. Neo's just like, well, you know, I got the paper, you got the body. It's just that that simple of a concept. Shit, long as I like you, I'll spend money on that body too. What's good? You know how that go. After party. Neo got extra points with me. Like the track itself is a 4.5, but I had to up it to a 5 because, you know, it's kind of like paying homage to Joel because he samples a thug passion on here. And I was just like, oh, that's dope. Joelle would have loved that shit if she was alive. She, I don't know. I think she passed on by the time this album came out. Damn. She would have loved to hear that. But Hitmaker and Cardiac or the production? Shit. Definitely giving me um, Ralph Tresvant New Edition vibes. Definitely gives me those vibes right there. Don't love me. <laughs> now, this is the real Neo, ladies and gentlemen. Like, this is like, gotta be a true story. Because <laughs> he's living this shit right now. Because he's basically telling this girl who's who he's fucking, don't love me. You deserve somebody better than me. I ain't shit. I, this is like a walking red flag anthem and shit. Just plain and simple. Like, <laughs> I wonder if his wife's listening to that song. Like, this motherfucker here. <laughs> you to love by Neo and Jeremiah. Hey man, this is this is one of the better songs on the album. This is the first single. Yeah, this single is very catchy, and it was heavy at radio. This was a very popular song. Push Up featuring Trippy Red. Ugh. Fucking hate Trippy Red. Like, it's just some people that just should have been swallowed, in my opinion. And I'm just going to leave it at that. The so Neo makes the song okay, though. Proud of you. I mean, this is, I, I like this record. I definitely fuck with it. Call me up. Oh, man. Yep, this is another real life story of Neo. He's just talking about how this girl's man ain't fucking her right. 
So she just calls Neo every time because he hit the bottom of that pussy every time. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those songs where, you know, the man not hitting it right, not doing the positions that she want. Neo come over and bang, bang, bang. What if another one of those Afro beat songs? You know what I'm saying? What it all or nothing? Definitely that resort flow, which we'll get into very shortly once we get on John Legend's album. Oh my god. But what it all or nothing's probably my favorite song on this self-explanatory album. No loop, plain and simple. Would you love me if I didn't have no money? And that's crazy that I remembered so many of these songs and their concepts this time around. Because I usually don't remember everything. Stay Down with Young Blue. Yo, this is a club banger. I'm not going to lie. I definitely fuck with this song. Self-explanatory definitely was a mistake for me to to say no to once. So once I said yes, everything went how it was supposed to. Now let's move on to John Legend Legend. Oh boy. Now I wasn't sure if I was going to listen to it, but again, the track list brought me here. And I just got through listening to it prior to coming on here. And this is the longest album of all time. It's supposed to be like a two-disc album. But I can say this. This is not a bad album. Not a bad album. Rounds with Rick Ross. Um, this is that old country road cracker barrel ass BB King head ass type shit. Rick Ross's verse was straight. I just, this shit just not for me. I'ma just be nice and say that. This BB King ass shit. Old 1930s ass shit, cotton club ass shit, ain't for me. Water slide, I knew somebody white wrote this song or helped with this song because I was just like, okay, man, he's turning the corny all the way up. Again, good song, just not for me. Water slide is not for me. Now, when we get to dope. Oh, the same, my man from One Republic, Ryan Tedder. Yeah, that dude, he's nice though. I like him, but Water Slide, that wasn't for me. But he also wrote on Dope, and let me tell you something. Dope is fire. With Jid, that's a good collab. I ain't gonna hold you. That's very dope. Strawberry Blush, featuring the Free Nationals. So he got Anderson Pack Band producing on this shit. 
Strawberry Blush was not bad. I, I enjoyed that. Guy Like Me, uh, it's kind of, kind of mid. All she want to do with Sweetie. Um, I was surprised by how, how good this was. I was surprised how good this track was. Because when you see John Legend and Sweetie on paper, you would think that this was like a severe mismatch. And what John Legend going to do, get on the Ratchet song? Go and shake that ass, bitch. You know what I'm saying? You, you would think he was going to be on that shit. But no. This is, a, this is another one of those resort ass songs. If you don't know what a resort song is, just basically all the white songs that they play at the resorts that you stay at, that they use to endorse resorts. Damn, I'm rhyming my ass off, ain't I? But all she want to do is one of those songs, and I kind of enjoyed that song. Shocking. Now, this is the moment of the album for me. Splash with Janae Aiko and Ty Dolla Sign. That's a big record. That could be a big record. Like, that's a hit. That record is dope as fuck to me. Now, you, definitely one of those songs, man. Definitely, that's a, that's a John Legend type record right there. Because I was kind of worried when I started the album I was like is he experimenting because you know John Legend is more of a ballad hallmark two step type of nigga to me because you know John Legend first three albums was classics then that album with who do we think we are and all of me on it that one was dope Fate with Amber Mark. This is probably the weakest song on here. I did not enjoy it. Even though it's not trash, I'm not gonna shit on it. It's not bad, but it's I'd skip it. Love with Jasmine Sullivan. God damn. <laughs> God damn. Now there was some vocals, man. I was waiting on this moment. I was trying to see if John could hang with Jasmine. Because Jasmine will blow somebody on Beyonce's level the fuck off a song. You know, Jasmine Sullivan got those type of vocals. She's on that level, but John hung with Jasmine. One last dance. This shit was great. It was cool. Memories. Another one of those Hallmark ass, you know, to France with love type shit. Nervous. Oh man, definitely another one of those, one of my, another one of those favorite moments of mine. Because the shit real. That's some real nigga shit. Like, I get, when he said, like, he said something to the degree of, I even get nervous, like, when you walk through the door, like, 
that's some real that's some real shit. Like even when I've you know took my time to earn you, you know what I'm saying? When I actually got with you, when I was when I was dating you, to when I got married, I'm always gonna be nervous. I'm always gonna get those goosebumps. Wonder Woman. Yeah, it seems like John Legend and Ryan Tedder like collab heavily on the writing for this project. Not mad. He an R&B singer. The writing on Wonder Woman is fire. Honey with Mooney Long. Man, if that track was a little bit longer. But I was just like, damn, man, that was short as fuck. I want you to know that shit was okay. Speaking Tongues featuring Jada Kingdom. Yo, I thought Jada Kiss was on this song. I was about to be like, okay, John Legend working with Kiss? <laughs> I, was, I was then, I heard this uh, Jamaican or Caribbean voice on there. And she did okay. Speaking Tongues was all right. I was heavily disappointed in the other ones with Rhapsody. I was not feeling that song one bit. It was it was ass because you know when John and, and Rhapsody get together, I was I was thinking that this was gonna be some other shit. Even Rhapsody's verse was kind of big. I expect a lot more out of those two. Then you know this is the point of the album where it started to get like ending credits of a white movie. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, or a sad death scene, funeral scene type shit. Stardust, you know, it's just one of those songs. You know what I'm saying? Peace is same thing. It's just like, the album started getting sad. I really wanted to cut this shit off at this point. But, within the last five songs, good came out of it. Good featuring Lettucey. Oof. I get chills every time I hear Lettucey sing. Now, I haven't necessarily heard a Lettucey project in its entirety, or may not can name one, but every time I hear her sing on anything, she can turn any song into gold. Those vocals, man. Good is dope. Um, I don't love you like I used to. You know, I thought he was like on some shit like, you know, this relationship is over type shit. But he like, you know, we've changed and I even I like you even more. I think that was the message that he was trying to get. And home. Uh, this was just another sad ass decent song but all in all I feel like 24 songs is way too much I understand he was trying to do a two disc album I get that but nigga you not Tupac or Biggie nobody wanna hear two discs nobody wanna purchase two discs 
of John Legend. But I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to make the money. And, you, and I can't do nothing but respect the hustle. Even if you don't agree with it. But Legend was a good listen, though. Am I going to listen to it in its entirety? Hell no. But am I going to bang some songs on here? You motherfucking right. Because I'm a fan of John Legend. John Legend, the person, I'm not really a fan of. But I will listen to the nigga music and shit. But uh, today was a good day for music. I mean, we got Ari. I found it in me to listen to Neo. Long live DJ Shay. We got some gangster rap. New York based rap and shit. Then we got John Legend, who's pretty much has a, res- uh, 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 a resume. Dope resume. But uh, this is new music. This is King Known Uncensored. New Music Fridays, and I'm out.